Denver Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, Pastor Andrew Perkins, and special guest, retired Lieutenant Colonel Joel Pulowski, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. Salem. As you can tell, I am not Pastor Lou Wooten, nor am I Pastor Andrew Perkins. They are both on remote to California at this moment. Maybe they're driving back, maybe they've crossed the border to Oregon, I'm not sure. But you got me, and uh, we'll be here uh, styling things away in the, in the afternoon, yeah, here in a beautiful sunny day. Uh, later in the show, we will have uh, Linda Farrington from Salem Kaiser uh, stand together uh, who will be talking to us about the on the ongoing recalls that are happening in the Salem Kaiser School District uh, so before we get into that we're going to talk about some of the other things that are happening in our state and in the area so who uh, show of hands oh wait radio anyway bad joke stop laughing over there so the uh, <laughs> So this week, uh, those of you that don't know, there was a, uh, a pretty significant case in, uh, in Washington County where, uh, where Tim Sipple uh, versus the Secretary of State was, uh, was a case regarding uh, the 2020 election. So a little bit of background on this. Uh, Tim uh, put in some uh, uh, requests for information and accidentally received uh, the backup file for the 2020 general election for the county of Washington. Now this is the entirety of the backup file. This includes uh, all of the data that was used to, in the counting and the uh, photocopies, if you will, of the ballots. All right, so electronic file across the board. And uh, so this one, there was two days worth of hearings uh, today, and this is this hearing was uh, was going to be used to determine whether or not Tim could retain this information and or share it with the public as well. So this is this is a big thing, uh, which is kind of funny because I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere other than in the Philomath Chronicle. All right, uh, yeah, got, and then there I've was a the, Gateway the Pundit had, a, uh, had an article on this too uh, a while ago. Uh, but that's it. So you know, Portland doesn't care, Washington County doesn't care. You know, the most of the media in Oregon doesn't seem. And you care. So uh, those of you that have attended uh, River Church and or the yeah, other like speaking that. events that Dr. Frank did uh, around the, the around the state. And for those of you that don't know, Dr. Frank is a mathematician who has done some statistical analysis on the election of 2020. And uh, he has uh, he has put some formulas together to uh, to determine exactly how uh, voting uh, was and was not uh, accomplished. Uh, in the uh, in the election all right and so that's interesting stuff and uh, he's on telegram at follow the data with dr. Frank uh, that's follow the data with dr. Frank on telegram uh, he's also uh, on Mike Liddell's uh, Frank speech and you can find him there uh, he's done multiple interviews there he runs around the country talking mostly in person 
so he was there uh, at the case, and he was there as an expert witness. And so I'm going to read from his uh, from his Telegram account and talk about some of the things that he uh, that he had to say about the about the election case. So uh, his his takeaways. Uh, he's got half a dozen of them here uh, that he uh, a little more. And so he's the uh, lawyer. <laughs> this is this is his opinion, by the way, not uh, not anyone else. So the uh, the o- Oregon election officials are technically incompetent. That doesn't mean completely incompetent. That just means they don't understand the technology that they're working with. So that's the county clerk, uh, the secretary of state. Uh, so they have so little understanding of the systems that they manage and little understandings of how vulnerable and porous their network security is. Uh, as an example of that, it was admitted, admitted by the county clerk uh, in court. Uh, and so this will be part of the, the court uh, transcript that the machines used by Washington County all have modems in them and they can be turned on and off without a password. All right, and she demonstrated that in court. So that's good to know. Uh, The Oregon AG uh, admitted in formal court documents that their election systems are accessible wirelessly. This was in previous court filing. And even when they're not connected to local networks. Okay, so just because they, that means they have a wireless modem or a WAN card in there, wide area network card installed. All right, in the machines. The Washington County Clerk, who's retiring after 33 years, that's the same county clerk who's been running for office and has been in the same position for 33 years. Think about that. Where were we 30 year, 33 years ago when it came to computers and elections? We were nowhere. Testified, oh, this is the thing I mentioned earlier, testified that she could turn on the modems on her election machines, the ones that are supposedly air-gapped, with a few mouse clicks and without a password. They are, after all, off-the-shelf Dell laptops. So they're nothing special. They're just run-of-the-mill laptops. Washington, number four, uh, Washington County election networks are using older, long-ago hacked security protocols. So they're not even keeping the machines up to date that they use. Uh, <laughs> so there was an argument between a uh, between in the in the courtroom uh, regarding uh, whether or not uh, Dr. Frank was an actual scientist, uh, and the reason why is because mathematician doesn't have science in the name, and the argument was made by a political scientist that since he had political science the in his title that he was an actual scientist. Um, yeah, that's not how any of that works, guys, but we all know that. All right. So the social sciences use different mathematics than standard mathematics and statistical methods. <laughs> His quote in quotes here, he has, math is racist and counting ballots can only perform, be performed by someone who has been trained as a political scientist. For those of you that don't know, uh, political science has nothing to do with science. Uh, Oregon voters are using ballots that are not anonymous. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. They are not anonymous. I say again, your vote is not anonymous here in Oregon. Oregon election officials are afraid to let the public inspect their systems, files, and procedures. 
Instead of making their election systems transparent and auditable, the Oregon election officials are trying to hide everything. Of course, yes, and this is how we increase trust, by hiding everything. You know, it's like your three-year-old's got a mouthful of cookie crumbs and, uh, and uh, hands behind their back standing next to the cookie jar, and they're like, I didn't do anything, and you can't prove it. Yeah. After carefully inspection of uh, careful inspection of election systems results in dozens of meetings with election officials, forty three states. I am sad to say that most of the above points are apply to every state. And so yes, so he uh, he advocates for us to vote Amish, which means all paper, no machines, and hand counted. Okay, take all the technology out of it, and yes, provide a photo ID with it. All right. So we're going to go back to the uh, we're going to go back to that thing I talked about uh, earlier, where ballots are not anonymous, and you're going to wonder why are ballots not anonymous in Oregon. And let me walk you through this. All right. So Oregon ballots uh, are printed, as you know. All right. You get the printed. It comes in the mail, and you pull it out of the envelope. And so, but those printing, those mail, uh, those ballots are, are printed by <clears throat> a company. So you remember in the, in the primary, there were some issues with Clackamas County and the printing company that, that printed ballots for them, used the wrong paper or the wrong ink. I don't remember which off the top of my head, but there were some issues there and they had to go back and fix it. All right. Um, so the printing companies receive large orders to print and mail ballots to Oregon voters. All right. So in order to do the printing uh, and know who you're printing it to, you you obviously provide that printing company with an, the name and address of all the voters. And that way they can label everything properly and mail it out to the right people. But here's where it gets interesting. The printing companies print ballots with a unique QR code on each ballot. Thus, every printed ballot is unique. Now you say, okay, but it's just the ballot. Well, the problem is, is that the printing company also has to print the envelopes and match the envelope to the ballot because not every ballot goes everywhere, right? Okay, so you have in your precinct... Uh, a, a set of people that you need to vote for or some rule or, or resolutions or uh, something to vote on that's unique to you and it's not unique to someone else. So your unique QR code goes with your unique ballot and then uh, the, the printing companies place those ballots with, their, with that unique QR code, I'm going to keep saying that, uh, into the correct ballot envelopes which has a obviously unique address and then mails it to the particular voter to a specific voter, you know, and then, so, uh, so then this gets mailed out and this is a, this database of specific ballots and specific envelopes is then turned to back over to the, uh, to the counties as a, uh, as a deliverable as part of the proof that they did the job. All right. And so even if it was all manual, you still have to have this matching. All right. Somehow. So under this system, there are no unique 
anonymous ballots in Oregon. All right. And this is this is definitely a problem. All right. So, um, okay. So somebody's on the line. I know Art's on the line because Art's always on the line. <laughs> Love you, Art. Uh, line one is Pastor Lou. And, uh, okay. And we have Pastor Lou on line one. Hola. You are on the air. I can barely hear you. Speak up, please. Okay, I can understand that you're on the road. <laughs> there's some there's some background noise or something that's that's bleeding. Uh, I can't. Anyways, this one then. Verse 22 is a blind lips and abomination to one. But those who act faithfully are his delight. Okay. God will expose all the lies. Huh? Yeah, I, I would. I I can hear somebody laughing in the background. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If. Yeah. This is this speakerphone or something is not working or headset. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that um yeah, that unfortunately. Yeah. So we've got Art on uh, line 2 and uh we're going to talk to Art here for a moment and see what he has to say. Art, you're on the air. What can I do for you? Good morning. I've been filing this uh thing all along and I just wanted to comment that our lousy secretary, I mean, our attorney general, Ellen Rosenblum, and our lousy secretary of state, Shamia Fagan, shouldn't be fighting this. They should care about integrity in our election system, and they don't because they know it's rigged. And that... Uh, you know, it affects our elections. It makes me mad. And we need to make sure that these Democrats who have ruined the state of Oregon are replaced. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you, Art. Thank you, Art. I'm going to hang up there and uh, comment on that just a moment. Uh, so this is not a uh, this is not an argument. Uh, that the state is making in this case uh, in simple versus secretary of state 
um, for transparency. They're making the argument that this data, if it was released to the public, would cause uh, irreparable harm, okay, uh, to to the county and the and the state election officials. Now, <clears throat> here's my personal opinion on this: in that Sipple is going to lose, and the reason why he's going to lose is because there are contracts in place between the proprietary software d- developers and providers and the state and that contract has clauses in it to keep the information uh that is that is in simple's hands right now um confidential so i fully expect that that to be um him him to lose this case i also expect him to appeal all right and he should and the thing is is that this should actually be appealed as far as you can appeal it to. Uh, and, and I hope that uh, Tim is, and I certainly encourage Tim to take this as far as he can, because uh, election transparency is, is critical to a, to a representative republic, all right, which is what we are. We are not a democracy, so let's not pretend and, you know, say those words. So I'm going to read something here and... Uh, yes. Okay. And so our guest, uh, Linda is, uh, at the front door. (laughs) And so Linda is at the front door. (laughs) Our guest. Yes. She's been running late, you know, traffic, uh, here in, uh, in, in the lovely city of Salem. Yeah. Can be brutal on a Saturday afternoon. For those of you that have ever traveled up and down uh, commercial uh, or uh, or Lancaster or any of the other great great uh, streets in this town, all right. So, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, there's something to do with schools to talk about besides what Linda's going to talk about and what we're going to talk about with her. Uh, the Newburgh uh, Newburgh School District. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, back in the day, and this is like all of a year ago and change, um, banned political statement in the in the in the classroom. All right, that says you had to take down your your flags, uh, etc. That uh, that told people what your politics were if you were a teacher. All right, well. Guess what? The Yamhill Circuit Court just said, "Sorry, that's unconstitutional." Um, and here's where I'm I'm going to have to agree with the Yamhill Circuit Court in that uh, in that free speech is a thing that we should all have, and we should all be pretty excited about having free speech. And I always find it more interesting to have more free speech rather than less free speech. All right, so I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get Linda's opinion on this as well. And then we're going to talk about recalls and all kinds of craziness that's going on here in the Salem-Kaiser School District. She's getting her notes organized, and she's she's giving me a big old smile. <laughs> Those of you that How are, you? are seeing him. All right. So welcome, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate for you coming come. here and uh, having the time to uh, to talk about this stuff. So uh, as I was just talking about the Newburgh uh, School Board having their their order regarding uh, taking the political statements out of the classroom by teachers, uh, it, they, they had that overturned by the, the circuit court there in Yamhill County. Mm. Uh, they're appealing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so 
So it, I don't know if you're paid attention to that story or you've seen it. It's kind of just come out in the last day or two. Yeah, actually, I haven't seen that story. But, okay. Um, it's un. It's the political statements that. Who? Which, which political statements? What are you talking about? Well, they were the. Uh, the ones so the U- Newburg School Board didn't want the uh, the BLM flags and and the the, the yeah. LGBTQ. And those, uh, that's what they're talking about. Those that cla- those. Issue? Those political statements, but mm-hmm. they the rule was no political statements. I know at they, all. I know. Okay, and uh, it goes and, back to the it goes back to the ruling from yeah. ODE that, that it was not a, a violation of the Hatch Act. You yes. know that the BLM wasn't a violation, and so now they're just like um, it, it's the BLM religion. It's just everywhere, and it's morphed into something a lot bigger. Of course. Yeah so. the, uh, the 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 front for communism that is BLM. So we don't we equity. don't mince words here name, in the old River Roundtable. We just call things what they are. Yeah, equity. Equity is something we we think we want till we understand what they mean by equity, which well, which is not um, you know everybody has to be the same. We don't want to be the same. We are all different and unique. And no, no, yeah, it is to make everyone have the same outcome. Yeah. Okay, regardless of your talents, regardless of your skills, regardless of how hard you work. Right. Okay. Um, you get the you get the same you get the same results no matter yeah. what you do. Right, which means so nobody can get ahead. Why do anything? You can only do the, what the lowest common denominator is able to do. So, yeah, it doesn't. That's why we've gotten rid of embedded. You know, we have embedded honors now. And so that might have something to do with the scores we saw I from kids. So. Yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah they, the, they think standardized round. testing is racist. ODE came out with that statement. Yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and meritocracy uh, is white supremacy. You know that means if you earn something, they don't believe you can earn it fair and square anymore. You're, yes. you know, that's a sign of the white institution that is hurting everybody that of gets color. up at six a.m. and goes to work is an oppressor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We we understand this technology. This. Uh, <sighs> this thinking uh not everybody does though it's kind of interesting to see that uh you know this so in my in my history okay um you know i'm 56 years old okay and and i was in first grade in like 1970 Mm -hmm. all right so that was a few years ago (laughs) all right and one of the things that i remember from first grade is a uh, is a classroom uh lesson that was taught and brought to us by unicef Okay, and uh, and that was uh, the teacher took everybody in the classroom, had them all stand up and move from one side of the room to the other, uh, and it just so happened there were thirty kids in our classroom, so three of us went on one side of the classroom, me and two other girls, mm-hmm. and everybody else went to the other side, and then she proceeded to tell us that the the three of us that were on the were using twenty five percent of the world's resources. Wow. Okay, wow. and that and that we had fifty percent of the world's money. Okay, and that we weren't sharing. Wow, how did that make yeah. you feel? How uh, old were you, 10 or something? I was I was five. Five, oh, when you first yeah. started, yeah. Yeah, very first beginning of wow. uh, first grade. Yes, um, and so that was pure communism, class yeah. warfare right there. Yeah. Uh, that was a Catholic school, by the way, first mm. grade. Mm. Okay, all right, 1970. 
So this is not something new. No, no. All right. We it's, people have been at this for a long time. Right. And very gradually they have just yep. expanded and they started changing the vocabulary and just mm-hmm. sort of seeding and preparing the soil of these kids' minds. And yep. so now now it's like full blown, you know. Oh yeah. And we're finally seeing some of the outcomes and so we're kind of becoming more aware of what is actually happening. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, been the very outcome is ESG. Down low. <laughs> yeah. ESG. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the environmental social uh, score that you get oh. for uh, for your business. Oh, so when you take all of this stuff that is being taught in schools right now, mm-hmm. and then you apply it into the into the into the real world, if you will, we end up with uh, you know uh, workers that can't work, <laughs> workers that can't work, uh, work that can't read. Okay, yeah. but they know that uh, fossil fuels are really bad, which, by the way, was invented by a guy named Rockefeller. Fossil fuels are not dinosaurs, um, but that's neither here nor there. So uh, as, we're, as we're progressing into this fall election campaign, there's a thing going on that's not the governor's election, that's not a Senate re- election, that's actually... A, a sort of another election, but it's got a different timeline, mm-hmm. um, and that's the recall in Salem Kaiser School District. So, uh, can you let us know what is going on there, yes. and uh, and and some of the details? Right. Uh, we, um, well, Cassidy uh, Trout, who is one of the, uh, she's the vice chair or vice president of Salem Kaiser. We stand together, mm-hmm. which was a group that tried to. Um, encourage people to start engaging because after COVID and after the political climate in the last mm-hmm. five or 10 years, you know, a lot of people have decided not to engage and try to make peace because it's been so, um, so volatile and, and there's so much cancel culture and it was just, it was just um, full of vitriol. And so I think a lot of people stopped talking and stopped really being engaged with one another, but that allowed this agenda to come into the schools, we think, and that's where the root of all of our problems in society come from, in our opinion, because the way you teach your kids is how they grow up and become adults and how they approach life. And you do this for so long and pretty soon they are... Your, your society is whatever you've been teaching in school. And so we see right now that everything mm-hmm. seems to be failing. You know, we're having trouble on every side and especially the kids are not, not succeeding and they're not um, feeling successful and they are, um, their proficiencies are very, very low. Uh, but par- part of the problem is the school district has not um, been forthcoming and not been honest and, and not really worked with parents. We feel it's disrespectful. We found out that you know we came to them wanting honest conversations to see how we could work with them to get make the schools better to be excellent again because it was obvious that that their proficiencies in math and uh, English were steadily declining and these gaps that they had in education were continuing Mm -hmm. whatever they were doing was not working and it almost seemed to be making it worse but then when we started coming and talking to them we found out that they really didn't want to talk to us and there was this other group of um the the youth from the loose group and um that seemed to take over every school board meeting and just 
call people names and were very disrespectful and they'd have signs with fu on it and all this kind of stuff i've seen some of the the photos of that it's i mean parents were coming very um trying to go through through the the um the system as they had it that is our right by law to to discuss and talk to them to the school board who was supposed to be representing us uh, and yet we hardly got a chance to talk because there was finite time and it seemed like there was always a lot more of the this Hispanic group that got to talk than we got to talk uh, but anyway um, and then we were discovered that there were these gender policies that they had put in place that they were finally codifying now but they had been in place for three years which were basically saying but you, we're but we're not written down right right okay they were just they, but they were just you know you know operating that way yeah and and uh this is a huge change and they had not informed parents of what was going on yes uh that they were now saying that that children as young as five years old the kindergartners can be in charge of their own health care and can make some of the decisions about their identity they're pushing this pronoun business yeah when i was when i was five i wanted to be gamera the giant turtle that (laughs) shot flames yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So uh, I yeah I can't really we can't, actually. We should not be. Yeah, no. We should not be yeah. affirming a yeah. child's. Im- we should let them imagine. We should let yes. them be I- I- creative and to you know play in all those worlds. That's part of growing up. That's part of childhood. But now, they're they're like making this permanent. Whatever your imaginary, you know, ideas are that. That, when you're five, now, whatever you're imagining. That yeah, you're, yeah. You're supposed to understand this stuff. Well, they have yeah. parents for a reason. Yeah. And um, and it's not okay for them to cut out the parent and to have uh, policies that say the child gets to decide whether the parent knows this or not. That, that's just yeah. totally out there. So yeah. Um, so we are um, we we want to uh, recall three board members. Um, okay. So we'll, so that we get the majority. We're gonna take a quick break here we're here with uh, linda farrington on uh, kslm that's uh, 104.3 fm 1220 am and uh, we're pleased to uh to talk with her and uh she's representing uh salem kaiser uh, we stand together which is a parents organization that uh is attempting to recall three of the uh actually our organization isn't yeah. uh but our we we believe that there is a, yeah. certainly a problem, and that you know, it, leadership needs to be changed because okay. it's going in the wrong direction. Cassidy and her group have formed a new organization, Education for Sam Kaiser Education, education first. first. They are running the um, okay the recall. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah. Yep. So there's a there's a recall, um, and so who are we trying to recall? And how many signatures do we need? And when do we need them? I think the deadline is like November 23rd or something like that. Yes. And um, we need we need 16,000 plus per each school board member. That's Karina um, and As- Oswaldo and Ashley, mm-hmm. who is now the chair. Yep. Uh, mostly because they're just unresponsive to parents. They don't, um, and their philosophy is, is is to increasingly cut out parents. And they've made some very, um, we think, destructive choices with, you know, choosing to, um, the CDL, the uh, concealed carry 
for everybody now, not just um, students. It, it, we think it, it makes the school even more unsafe because um, there's, well, there's nobody there. Well, they've got rid of the, the school resource officer, so there, there are no... So there are no that was one police officers there, right? Uh, there are, now, there are no. So it's now concealed really carry weapons. No concealed carry, right? There are no. Uh, it's, Which are the it's responsible people with guns? It's a completely gun-free gun zone, which sounds in every, good. It in sounds every good. high school, but, uh, uh, but in, actually, in every it's school. not. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and and so Ashley wants to put this? in healthcare-based clinics, yes, which are basically going to really allow um you know the school to like give you vac kids vaccines um to without parental knowledge yes and uh, other things you know abortion including um uh, your gender transition gender transitioning uh, for children puberty blockers yeah and giving a medicine at school yes and you won't necessarily know about any of so, this so it's really not it, you know we say parents matter and they are they have um they've been taking care of these kids they know them best they get to be in charge of the kids and even though there's a few bad parents maybe out there that some of this these policies are geared toward you, you can't change your whole policy because there's a couple of there's a few bad parents you just need to help those bad parents come alongside them and mm -hmm. and, and make you know use common sense to help them be a better advocate for their child but the rest of us love our children and we are involved and we want to be involved and we, you have no I, right to, to take over that role for, from us. Yes, but that's how <laughs> when we go uh, when we go back in uh, in history and we, we, we learn uh, how how previous totalitarian regimes have uh, have have produced their, themselves into power, okay uh, most of them have at some point uh, taken over schools. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, because the way we think is the way we act. Yes. Yes. And uh, and that goes to speech as well, because mm -hmm. speech is thought. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you control speech, you control thought. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's why everybody's getting that th they don't like the speech. Mm -hmm. That's why they get canceled. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm my own. Uh, I have grandchildren that are in the in the Salem Kaiser School District. Uh, one of which has been suspended from school, okay, for simply expressing doubt about some of the po policies that have been put forth in the school. Really? Okay. All right. Yes, he's uh, he's received a detention detention multiple times over this. Really? Yes. Okay. And, and he's been respectful. He's respectfully. Oh yeah, he's a he's a great young man. Okay. Um, and you know, but he is uh, he's been put into a position where. Uh, he knows better mm -hmm. and has said so. Mm -hmm. And and just saying so is, you know, say, expressing doubt yeah. is too much. That's really wrong. I mean, okay. school is supposed to be a is melding of many to, ideas, right? It's, it's supposed to be where you ex explore new and uh, new and interesting ideas and, and figure out all kinds of things. And we were always okay. told there's no bad questions. There are, yes, there are no bad questions. Okay. I mean, I had, when I was in, when I was in high school, uh, I had a government professor who was an avowed communist. Hmm. Okay. And I used to walk into class and I would say to him, good morning, sir communist. <laughs> and he would say, hi, Joel, how you doing? <laughs> okay. All right. And, and we would discuss the values and, and of, you know, our different 
political philosophies, yeah. if you will. Okay. And by the time that the, the classroom, the class was over and the year was over, uh, the room was full of capitalists uh, <laughs> like myself and there were no communists, but that's neither here Excellent. nor there. Okay. <laughs> but this is how you work through the ideas. Yes. All right. And if you have no room in your, in your idea set for competing ideas, mm -hmm. okay, if, then your idea set is flawed. Yeah. Period. Well, I'm not so, argue it. And they are taking over the way we talk about things, the way we think about things, and therefore the way we do things. And it's, it, it, we're coming very late to the game, unfortunately. But, and the best thing we can do is to keep talking because I see it sort of like in the old days. You know, see those old movies where they all line up and they, they, they come together, two armies, mm -hmm. and you know, you see. The, the, you know the people in the front are just going to fall like flies right um, but then eventually whoever stays the longest wins yes. you know and and in a way our vocabulary war is a little bit like that there are people that are cancelled and they are you know the the consequences of the war but we have to keep standing and we have to keep standing up against some of this, these vocabulary changes and the way people talk and think about things otherwise that this philosophy is going to take over, and it's it's socialism, communism, whatever you want to talk about it. All oh, about, it's indistinguishable. It's all about group yeah. instead of individual. It's yes. all about the you know, it's, it's it's the color of your skin and the your identity. It's not your character. Char nobody talks about character. Kids aren't taught to even value character, and that's wrong. I mean, it it's not producing anything valuable. So I say just keep pointing to outcomes. The outcomes are disastrous you know they're not learning their proficiencies are in the toilet mm -hmm. they are unhappy your know, suicides are now the leading cause of death for for adolescents that's crazy it used to be accidents um it, yeah. it's it's a it, it it's they they can't work businesses are upset we can, nobody can find people that want to work or are qualified to work on these jobs and and it's it's starting to affect everybody, and they're blaming yeah. it on COVID, but it's not COVID. Co COVID's over. Uh, President Biden told us that. And told, this was already yeah. happening before COVID. That just sort of gave everybody a reprieve. But it is it is something much deeper that is happening, and we have to stop it. And if we can stop it, the people can stop it. But they have to stand up and they have to speak. So, and you have to speak respectfully, but you need to speak. Yes. And uh, keep speaking. And yes, so here's my here, here's kind of like my question. Then, when it comes to the public school system, okay, as it as it currently exists, you know, can we save it? I'm not sure if we can save it, and that's that's not really our goal. Our goal is to wake people up to recognize what's mm -hmm. going on, so they can be. Um, uh, they can make decisions with all the information, you know, the informed about it. And then mm -hmm. it's up to them what they decide. If they want to stay with the public school and the way it's going, that's fine. But let the public school be honest and open about what they're teaching. And parents have a right to choose. Do we want that for our child or would we rather get something else and go to private school, home school, pods? You know, the, we found out through COVID there's many many ways that you can make education work for your your family oh, yeah. Yeah. and um 
and we encourage people to do whatever it takes to get an excellent education for your child and that is there's choices that's a beautiful thing about our country is we have choices or we did if we if we speak up we're going to lose them if we don't yeah i uh uh raised four kids myself and um all four of them were non-traditional kids Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. uh so they all attended some combination of uh public school charter school homeschooled Mm -hmm. um for for example, my my younger daughter was so good at math that by sixth grade she had outstripped the school, the entirety of the school district that includes high school. Wow. Okay, ability to do math mm-hmm. to teach her math. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we ended up homeschooling her, and uh, so I taught her calculus in sixth grade. Wow. Okay, she graduated at fourteen. Mm. All right, and she probably could have graduated at twelve, but we did slow her down a little. <laughs> yes. Well, that I, is awesome. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. She has a PhD now. <laughs> among, <laughs> In calculus. Among many other things. Uh, no, uh, d- d- biological anthropology. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yes. So you had a question. Uh, I've forgotten the question. Oh, no. If it's, if, if, <laughs> okay. By now. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So we... Um, but going back to the going back to the oh, petitions, no. do you have yes. a minute? Yes. Um, they they are behind in their signatures. They are way behind, and they really need help with people who will sign. And I know that that's part of speaking up is to sign and to vote. Yes. Because that's how our our country works. That if, that is your speech. If we don't most effective. Yeah. If we don't engage. Yep. Our country will not work the way it's supposed to work, and we will end up like every other country, which... Okay. So, Pastor Lou's on the line, and I bet he's got a question for you. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. You have an echo this time? I couldn't understand you, sorry. Say again. Oh, man. One second. Okay. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, yeah, we can hear good. you much better. Hello. Okay, wonderful. Hey, the, the, you know, when we talk about the schools, really, I see that the only way that we can save it is I believe that they need to be transparent, but we know they're not going to do that. Would you agree? Uh, I'm. It does not look like they are going to be transparent. You're right. Yeah, so I believe the best thing to do is take your kids out, get them in another alternative schooling. It's $15,000 a kid, bankrupt the system. <laughs> I, I mean, that's one way to, to speak up is certainly take, when you, money talks, right? If we can get them that's out it. of the school. Um, I personally, with my personal beliefs, I would not want my child in Salem Kaiser Public Schools. No. There are some people, though, that, that might go along with that and this is a free country but i want people to know especially other people that share my belief system in the traditional values that our country has always stood for um you know hard work and personal responsibility and um uh, excellence um in everything that you do and try you know you keep working at it you keep trying and and you get to have a chance but um and i want them to understand what 
what's changed at school so that they can make a good decision. But I'm not going to tell everybody they have to do my thing. I just want there to be... No, I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying that either. I'm saying if you want to change the school district, the best way to do it is hurt them in the wallet. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that is a very... Um, it's effective. Effective, effective yeah. Yeah, way to, yeah. to fight for sure. Port, I'm, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, the problem is that there's a lot of people that just don't know what's going on. You know, I I would like to have a a way to to really be able to wake them up to what is happening. I mean, they can. Well, I believe that some people don't know what they don't want to know what is going on because it comes with responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, we found out through the the COVID that people really relied on a school for their babysitting. Oh, and, yes. And, That's correct. And we all have to do so many things today. We're, so much is expected of parents to, you know, get all these things done and go all these places and perform to a certain level. They're tired. And, it, yes, and, it's exhausting. And it's exhausting, and they just want someone to take over for a while, and that's totally understandable. But, yeah, but, that, but, but that's the responsibility of a parent. It is, and, it, and we need to restructure our lives so they're not so hectic i suppose but yeah there's a lot of respect well, even, even still there's a responsibility that comes i'm pretty straightforward in this mm-hmm. that if you're going to have a child you have the responsibility of that child then you take the time for that child yes absolutely yep and you, you are responsible for your child's education and the outcome of their life yes and they you we, raise up a child in the way they should go and when they're old they will not depart from it right we should not be abdicating that to anybody especially the state Right. Uh, and that is right. I, I don't want the state raising my child. No way. They will not do a good job. Amen. Amen. No, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it just comes down to, I, you know, there was a day we, we took prayer out of school. We took the Pledge of Allegiance out of the school. Mm-hmm. We took morals out of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know this, that Salem Kaiser, in Kaiser, I mean, they're going to be, uh, once a week, they're going to be doing the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. Well, instead of you mean every day? Well, they don't do it at all right now. I I know. They don't do it at all right now, but but they're going to start doing it. (laughs) Well, that's good. Uh, Yeah. I know some, some schools do it, but maybe it has to be something that somebody instigates not it's not a standard well what it is yeah. is we've been pushing and advocating in certain schools as the river church mm-hmm. to help see some things from the inside yeah yep change yeah and, and you know so, there still are some really amazing teachers that are um there and they are wanting to represent and do good and help kids and, and teach yeah, them absolutely. well and they and I was reading something recently, actually, that was saying that one way that they can continue to be a, a, um, a wall of sorts or to to um, help is if, because a lot of the excuses, they have to do what ODE tells them to or what the district tells them to do, but they they can say, okay, this is the curriculum that they have to to give, and then they can give the other side or they can give more context to it to embellish what it is to make it more balanced because you know that's part of the problem is they're only giving one side and only allowing one point of view to be taught and um but if they if teachers will do that 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 will help a little bit and and we do want teachers to be there that are willing to to try to hold the line a little bit and and help kids out and because 
they can't all they aren't going to all leave there's for one reason or another and so you know we don't want to totally abandon it what i no, would but like I mean, what, we can create i'm sorry I've, I've got a little bit of delay yeah. i think i'm either cutting you off or me off but um if you excuse me here for a sec yeah. then i'll get off but I just wanted to say that there are alternatives, and churches, and mm-hmm. I'm going to speak to churches, mm-hmm. because churches need to be more involved in the education of our children than what they are. Yes. I, by providing homeschool co-ops. Yes. By, by providing alternative yes. education and, in many ways. Absolutely. And yep. my, my issue has been more with the church than it has been with the school district. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm with you. I think the church has to step up. This is a moral issue. What they're teaching kids correct. about their identities, which goes to the core of who we are and our our outlook on the world in every way, yep. is is the core of us, which is what the church should be responsible for. And they need to stand up and 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 take a stand on what is going on and what they want to do about it and 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 help. But it needs to be. I think it needs to be a public thing. I do not think that it's right to just so, go take care of yourself and bury your head. It's yep. not helpful. Yeah, so I'm, going to be, I'm going to be very bold as a pastor in town, pastor of the River Church, and this, this is something that I, I'm going to say, and it's going to be very bold. Every pastor that is unwilling to stand up for their people is not a proper shepherd. It says that I don't want to be involved politically. I don't want to be involved morally in the schools. Is not a proper shepherd because they may not have to deal with it, but their people do. Yeah. And if they're not shepherding their people properly, then they're not being a proper shepherd. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like I want to be careful about, I want to call out the truth, but not necessarily, I'm not going to... Um, I can. I'm a I, pastor. You can, do, you can do whatever you want, yes. Yes, you but can. But I, I, you know, everybody has a different relationship uh in their path mm-hmm. with becoming more like christ you know if, if they are a believer and and that's between them and god as far as that that relationship goes or well, what the they're, very how clear they're, on, how they're very clear on what a shepherd is to do and what a shepherd is not to do he is to be protecting his sheep and right now they need protecting correct. yeah they yep they i agree they need to stand up and this is there's a moral issue that's all I can say. It's yep. a moral issue. It's not political. Yep. So they need to s- take a, a public stand about that. I, yeah. I, I agree. I think they're starting I'll let y'all to... go. I love you, and I appreciate you. I'll let you get back to your conversation. I won't Thank interrupt you. it anymore. I love you all very much. Thank you. Thank you, you for all that you're you. working and all that you're doing. And Joel, appreciate you handling the show today. Thank you. Love you all. Thank and you. And I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I have a... Uh, um, so... My background, uh, I was in the Army for almost 30 years. Uh, and as a soldier's point of view, I look at some of these things and some of the, the way the fights are happening. Um, and <coughs> and I look at it in, uh, in, in that, from that lens, and I, and I look and see who is, who is a trained, who is equipped, uh, who has the skill set, who has the logistics, who has the resources to be able to do this, uh, to, to, to win this fight in mm-hmm. it, that is for the schools and th- the least, uh, armed people in this fight are our children. Yes. Okay. Yes. They have, 
they don't have the they don't have the knowledge they don't have the resources they don't have the skills they don't have the um they don't have the ability okay in 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 any kind of realistic fashion to be able to fight especially the younger elementary school kids and stuff have mm -hmm. any ability to fight back against that authority figure that is their teacher mm -hmm. that is telling them whatever it is they're telling them it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. left right or center um and so if that teacher is not uh, coming to uh, that classroom f from a position to educate, mm -hmm. okay, um, then, and they're coming there with an agenda, all right, then they're fighting essentially against an unarmed populace in that classroom, yeah. okay, and, and that just no borders on abuse to me, mm -hmm. okay? I don't see it as anything else at this point mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. because when you tell a, uh, um, when you tell a six-year-old that they have a that they're having a, a an idea, or or you tell a twelve-year-old, or so it's when you're going through that awkward stage, mm -hmm. okay, and you tell them, oh, if you do this thing, all right, you'll get all the right kind of attention. Mm -hmm. Every literally every child is just going to go do that thing. Right. What it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's hang upside down from the monkey bars mm -hmm. or put on a dress, it doesn't right. really matter. And right now it's okay. to change your gender. Yes. Right. And right now it's, you'll you know, feel better if you're somebody else. I yes. mean, who in their right mind would have ever agreed that that was a good idea? I mean, if you put it in, in real terms like that, yes. you know, instead of the language that they use, it, it, it shows how it, it's against the, everything that we've always known. There's a song from Pink. Okay, where she references being compared to Britney Spears. All right. And the only thing they were like, okay, you'll just be a rock star. You'll be great. Everything. The only thing you have to do is change everything about who you are. That's all you have to do. All right. And that is just like, it sounds like what happens, what, what is being taught in schools these yeah. days is, oh, it, don't worry. Don't worry, little Mary. Don't worry, little Johnny. Everything's going to be fine. All you have to do is change everything about yourself yeah. and then it'll all be better. That's so crazy. And we know yeah. that. We know that to change what's going on inside, you cannot just change your outward, mm -hmm. you know, circumstances because you're still the same inside. In fact, yes. Um, I have a, a friend of my parents who's um, this, her, their son was always kind of out um, feeling insecure and left out. Yes. And, uh, so. and ended up growing up, was very successful, but always felt unsuccessful, ended up committing suicide. Because he can never change who he was inside. Yes. You know? And no matter where you are, that's where you are at, and you're there with yourself, no matter what. Let's so affirm this is, who people are. Yes, thank you, you Linda. That does you it are. for this episode. So and if we're you're interested in connecting thank with you. a community of like-minded people, please go to our website at www.therivernorthwest.com, Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening. And as always, speak the truth in love.